Hello, my friend. You are listening to episode number 15 of Tide Pod. And today we are joined by the fantastic Nicole Neves. Nicole is an innovative marketing and branding strategist with a passion for empowering others to own their vibe, market their brand, and impact the world. Today, we have the absolute honor not only to pick her brain on some A1 marketing strategies, but also to learn how she is building her business, The Brand Vibe, while holding down a nine to five job. That's right. This is for all of us nine to five ladies who are in the midst of doing kind of that balance dance that can knock anybody off of their feet. Nicole has got it down. She's bringing 15 years of experience in small business leadership, sales coaching, and creative strategy to talk to us with some authenticity about the real deal here. So if you are ready for this, let's get into it. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to Tie Pod, a podcast crafted by Tiana Ty to help you purify your purpose in business, love, and life. Whether you're an entrepreneur dog mom, or just getting started. You're bound to find value as Tiana dives into meaningful topics each episode. So settle in, turn up the volume, and welcome your host, Tiana Ty. I've got to take just a quick second to ask you for a serious bit of support. TIPOD would not be possible without your reviews, your comments, and just all of the positive feedback that we've been receiving so far. So if you haven't already, please go on, hit subscribe to make sure you're not missing out on any of this good and free content, and also be sure to leave a review. You may think that I'm not looking at them, but I swear to you, my friend, I read every single review and it just makes my heart so happy. So if you haven't already done so, Hit pause, leave a review, and then let's get back to the goodness. I would love to just dive right in. We want to know all about you, what your story is. So can you share with us who is Nicole Neves and how did you get to where you are today? Well, I am a mom of three boys. I am the girliest girl, glitter and cheerleading and dance growing up, high heels and lipstick. I love it all. But I ended up with all boys and (laughs) it's amazing. It has taught me so much. I have um, a 12 year old who's in sixth grade. So middle school's fun. I have a nine year old who's in fourth grade and then an eight year old in um, second grade. So it's been really awesome. It's been real being a working mom has uh, its ups and downs. I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. And it definitely shapes my perspective and um, just how I handle and juggle everything in life. So it's been awesome to raise these three humans. I am married to my high school sweetheart. And um, he's been such a rock and such a support um, throughout this entire journey and launching this business really throughout my entire career. So super blessed to have him. His name is Angel. And um, I am a follower of Christ. I, my faith shapes so much of what I do and um, really allows me to be able to have an outlet to keep perspective and focus on the right initiatives and things. I am a lover of coffee, like pretty obsessive, but I'm an adult and I can do that. So I'm choosing to embrace that. Yep. <laughs> I'm literally sipping on coffee at 
eight o'clock at night right now. So um, <laughs> that kind of party with me. <laughs> and yeah, I just, I've always been a working mom my whole life. I've always had a, a corporate job, um, nine to five job. And I've always had a heart for entrepreneurship. When I was growing up, my father had multiple businesses. He never liked working for anyone. He always wanted to work for himself. And so his initial business was a beeper shop. If y'all can remember what beepers are, some of you may oh my not. God, Kim Possible. Kim Possible. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, which has been on my Disney Plus for a while. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I mean, and, and when that failed, he went to car alarms when that was a thing. And when that failed, he went to a flower store or um, a party store. Like I remember him just always having a new venture and he'd fall down and his business would fail and he'd start something new. And so that entrepreneurial spirit in him was something that I grew up with. But at the same time, I also had um, a mom who was a hustler from the start. She had me at 15 years old. She grew up in a broken home, an abusive home, and um, really wanted an escape. And so when she got pregnant with me, wasn't able to finish high school and just started, married my father and, and worked three jobs for years while he was out there trying to build a business and going through the ups and downs and ebbs and flows of that. I mean, she was hustling and um, really taught me a lot from a work ethic perspective and shaped a lot of who I am. But um, my parents divorced and that was also a bumpy road. And one of the things that my mom instilled in me from young was the ability to get an education. That was her main focus. I want you to get an education. She didn't have that opportunity and she wanted me to have something stable to stand on my own two feet long term and be able to build a, a wealthy, financially stable house and home on my own. And so I grew up with a focus on, okay, I'm supposed to graduate high school, get an education and and do something with my life, but we'll figure this something out later. <laughs> so, um, so that's what I did. I, I went and excelled in academics and I graduated with my bachelor's in business and marketing in three years and um, then was engaged to my now husband and um, got pregnant with my first son shortly after that, really like six months after graduating. So life happened really fast for me and I didn't really get a ton of time to process my dreams and my passions and what I want to truly do with my life. I went into a state of, okay, I want to, you know, provide as much stability for my household as possible. And um, so I got a job in banking. Uh, I was doing that part-time while in college and they offered me a full-time role. And I thought, great, it's stable. It's a really good job out of college and um, I'm using my degree for something. So, okay, let's go for it. And then began my accidental career, as I call it, <laughs> because once I got into banking, um, I, I worked my way up the corporate ladder quite quickly. By the age of 25, I was vice president of our business banking division and really started to get a lot of the um, kind of excitement and adrenaline of being a young professional leader within this corporate American setting and providing a pretty stable environment for my family. So what was odd to me was that as much as that sounds on paper, that that should be a really fantastic life and I should be super satisfied. Um, and I was genuinely in terms of like my my faith and my joy, like I had so much gratitude in my heart, but there was something missing. And I knew that that part of it was I wanted to be able to align my profession with my passions so that I can feel like I have genuine purpose 
in what I'm doing and what I'm spending my time on. At that point, I was pregnant with my third kid and I knew that every hour I was spending away from my kids was an hour that I was sacrificing for something I wasn't super passionate about. It was just what I thought was supposed to be what I did. That's what I thought the responsible thing was. And so I I started to get into this kind of internal battle on what should I be doing differently? And gosh, do I even have the capability to branch out into something else? Or am I going to totally fail my family by choosing to step away from something that is good and stable and chase something that seemingly at the time was selfish, something that I personally wanted to do? And so as many moms often do and Um, many women in general, we sometimes just put our dreams on hold because we have other obligations or responsibilities that we feel tied to, but yet we're never really fulfilled and um, happy in what we're doing. And so that happened, that kind of internal struggle happened for a few years. And I dabbled in some side passion projects. I used to uh, make cakes when cake box first came out. I was like, I'm going to how to make a fondant cake. And then I started making cakes for people. Um, I thought about doing a home daycare because then I can be home with my family. I even went out and got the registrations and a business name. I was called Tiny Hands, Big Hearts. So like I had a name, um, like four or five different ideas that I dabbled in or thought about or took a couple steps, but didn't actually jump into because I always had this sense of obligation, financial responsibility. But if I was honest with myself, I think it really came down to doubt. If I believed that I was able to do this and that this was able to be successful, I wouldn't feel so guilty doing this. It wouldn't feel so selfish because I would have the confidence and the boldness to know that I'm creating a better life here. It's not like I'm leaving a good life for a bad life. I'm leaving a a good one to progress into a great one if I really believed that. And and now that I've started um, the brand vibe, I've recognized that mindset is such an important and critical part to stepping into the role of entrepreneurship, especially if you have led a life in the corporate world or working a nine to five pretty much the entire time. So fast forward a few years and I decided my first shift was going to be, I'm going to at least work in an industry that I'm passionate about and really start to capitalize on the skill sets that I've already acquired within the banking world and finance. I was a um, sales manager and corporate and executive trainer in my role, my um, last few years of my role. And that taught me so much in terms of working with people, working with small businesses, um, having sales conversations, networking events, training, guiding, coaching with executive leaders. And, um, and so I learned a ton from that. But what I really wanted to step into more was a creative side of things. And so I ended up totally pivoting and shifting careers 12 years into my growing career in banking. And I joined a local nonprofit as their director of marketing. And that, um, still a nine to five job, still working for someone else, but I was in my zone. I was in my zone of in my arena doing what I was super passionate about and having the opportunity to refine that skill set. And um, I did that for a couple of years. And, and actually right now, while biz- building a business, I am a creative director for a marketing agency that works with nonprofit organizations. And so I continue um, right now to have a full-time role in the corporate world while trying to build um, this business and allow that to grow for a couple of reasons. Number one, it is 
in the industry that I'm passionate about. It allows me to refine my skill set in um, a lot of different ways. Um, it does provide some stability for my family that makes me be able to kind of fuels my ability to step into this um, business with the brand vibe and be able to pour my heart and soul into that um, after hours and not feel the pressures or anxieties or um, anything associated with if I would have just kind of dropped it and um, quit my job and just started this business. So I do have a plan long term. I do have 100% faith that this business is going to take off. And when the time is right and I'm ready to shift to that full time, I absolutely will go there. But in this season, unlike any other season in my life, I have allowed myself the grace to take the time it's going to take um, to be able to build this at a rate that makes sense for my family, that doesn't make me feel like I'm pulling too much away from them, and really allows me to serve people in the way I want to serve them. Oh my goodness. So many things, so many good things going in my brain right now. I don't even know where to start. Okay. Oh, you are like preaching directly to my soul because much like you, I am still holding down my full-time corporate job, which is a complete blessing. So I get the struggle and I get the beauty of it and the balance of it. But I want to hear a little bit from you, like what does that kind of balance dance look like on your day to day? How are you kind of putting the structure in place for your own business while still, you know, like full-time jobs, corporate, it's no joke. It's demanding. So what does it look like for you? Gosh, I would say every day is different (laughs) for sure. Mm -hmm. No, but um, one of the biggest things that's been so helpful for me was um, having a support system around me. My husband and I had a conversation and sat down and I said, listen, I'm I'm so dead serious that this is going to be something amazing. I feel it in my soul. I know this is what I'm made to do. I also know it's going to take time. And if that time is not able to be given during the day because I'm working somewhere else, that means that at nighttime, I'm going to have to block off some time in my calendar. And I'm going to have to take Mm -hmm. the nights where I go to a coffee shop or I'm in my office and I am just focused on trying to get things done. And he was super supportive of that because that meant for those hours, he's holding down the fort at home. He's dealing with basketball schedules and homework and dinner and cleaning. And um, I think before I would have felt like I have to do all of this. And on the side, you know, at nine, 10 o'clock at night, when I finally have time to put my feet up, then I can step into it. And the reality is when I look at it that way, I'm not prioritizing this as something that's important to me. If I had a doctor's appointment for myself or the children or a dentist appointment, I don't sit there and say, well, I can squeeze you in at 10 o'clock at night because that's when I'm doing <laughs> the things I have to do throughout the day. I right. decide to make time for it. I somehow figure out a way to make time. And that's the way that I view my business right now is if this is important to me, I'm going to figure out a way to make time. I'm going to block it off in my calendar, schedule it down like I would with any other important meeting in my life. Talk to the people around me that are going to need to, you know, take some things up while I'm unavailable for that time. Make sure I have the support and we're all on the same page in advance and do it. Like actually hold my own self accountable to that time so that I can put in the energy and effort that this business deserves. So that's Mm. probably the biggest um, thing that has helped me in terms of balance. Can I say that I I can actually recognize as you're speaking the, I would call it the mindset shift, right? Because you mentioned that you dabbled in a few other things before you landed on this passionate, you know, your passion, your business, the brand vibe, right? Yeah. And 
again, you're speaking to me just on a completely spiritual level. Some people know, some people don't. I was a whole wedding planner. I actually just wrapped <laughs> my second to last wedding because it was just something that I, yeah, it was just something that I liked to do. And I was like, okay, I can do it. But the reason that that came to mind for me was because when you started talking about the dedication that you have for the brand vibe, like that's not something that you dabbled in and put down. This is something that you're intentionally making the space in your life to, you know, to achieve. So I just, I could hear the mindset shift. Can you tell me a little bit about like how it feels different to you than those other projects? Yeah, totally. And I'll, I'll tell you a little bit on my story on what led me here and what really got my attention. I, as I mentioned, have been working my entire life. I've always had this forward progression in my career. I've always had raving reviews and feedback. And January of this year, um, our organization shut down and 38 of us in this nonprofit world were la- laid off and it came out of nowhere. We were very surprised. We had two days notice and no severance. For the first time oh, in my wow. life, this nervousness I had of being in a position where I couldn't provide for my family or I didn't have that stability happened with no choice of my own. Like it, And I realized for the first time that whether I made that choice the scary part is that that can happen to anyone because job security isn't really a thing. And I was in this season of what do I do now? Like, what's next? And during that time, I wanted to, um, I was definitely interviewing for different roles full time because that's all I knew, right? So I'm like, okay, I, I do what I always do. I get my resume together. I put my best foot forward. I start interviewing and I get the ball rolling in that direction. And what I quickly realized during that time was that it is incredibly difficult for you to progress in a brand new industry, um, a whole new world with this new online digital competing market. Like I have had every job promotion and interview based off of experience, people I know. And in this time, I was trying for roles and jobs simply through my resume, my LinkedIn profile. And I quickly recognized that without a personal brand to be able to help me stand out from the other competitors, it was incredibly difficult for me to make any progress and for recruiters to even notice me or my resume to call me for an opportunity to wow someone through an interview. And Mm -hmm. um, so during that time, I started to do some freelance work uh, with marketing strategy and with copywriting and editing um, because I was in survival mode and I really just needed to bring in some income. And as I did that, I started to explore what are some areas that I'm super passionate about? And I spent months really diving into what I should and could be doing that would be purposeful and make an impact all the while continuing to interview, continuing to try to find the right job and the right position. And so it was definitely a learning curve. And I think that had I not gone through that experience, I'd say had I not really gone through the valley, I wouldn't have been able to come out the other side with um, just greater perspective than I've ever had before. I always felt like it was my choice if I was going to have financial stability or not. And then when that was removed from me, I felt lost and confused and unclear and sure on what the next step was. And what I realize now is it absolutely is my choice. It's a matter of how I choose to build my wealth and build my, you know, kingdom, if you will, and um, Mm -hmm. really be able to stand on what it is I want to stand on. And so I really encourage anyone out there, whether you feel like, you know, corporate setting, that's my... 
that's my jam. That's what I'm saying. I, I really love to do that. Um, or you're like, I'm doing it now, but I really would love to do my own business and start that full time. Or maybe you are in the process of running a business and whatever the case is, I would always encourage that you multiply your streams of income and try to expand um, the ways that you're bringing in money. So you're not obligated to any one Thing. You want to have flexibility to pivot into the things that you're passionate about while still being able to have something to fall back on if, you know, if life happens and it gets uh, removed from you. So I think that the, um, the juxtaposition that was so interesting in terms of timing, and this is a part where it's like, all right, God, I'm trusting your timing in this. But when I really started to land on, I'm doing the brand vibe, I'm excited about it. I've narrowed it down. I finally have clarity and passion and heart. I actually got a job offer a week later. <laughs> <laughs> That's thought, how God works sometimes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, it's so insane. It's like he's orchestrating things on the back end and I'm crying and complaining. And finally I'm like, okay, I get it. Oh, but then what's uh-huh. this? All right, cool. Let's do that too. <laughs> um, so yeah, and I really went, I contemplated back and forth on whether I should even accept the full-time job and and take it or if I should really step into my passion and entrepreneurship. And at that point, um, the job that I got was the one I'm in right now. And I really weighed it against, you know, am I going to be doing something I'm still passionate about? Absolutely. Is this an organization that I would love to be a part of um, helping? grow and uh, being a part of their leadership team? Absolutely. Is this something that would still allow me to build my side hustle and build this business and pour my time and energy into that? And so as I accepted the job, I actually disclosed to them that this was something that I was interested in doing. I had already dabbled with it and I had zero plans to back off. And I wanted them because it's a marketing agency and I had to sign an NDA and a lot of employers are a little, you know, concerned and picky and iffy about you doing anything on the side, which I don't understand. That's a conversation for another time. I think if you're like, how, why would you not want your people to be investing in their craft and getting that much stronger and smarter and building their networks? Oh, it's beyond me why anyone would want anything else, (laughs) (laughs) but I will, uh, I'll put that on the shelf for the next podcast we do. (laughs) Right. Look, I could, we could talk for hours about that one. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but I was really grateful. And that was part of how I felt, you know, what made me feel at peace. And, and also it made me really trust um, God's guidance through this, because as I disclosed this to them and said, I'm doing this, I'm excited about it. I'm passionate about it. It We don't have the same clientele whatsoever. Um, I work with uh, nonprofits in my day job. I work with entrepreneurs and thought leaders um, at night. And so they were very supportive, had no issues with it whatsoever. And um, to this day, since launching, they've been very supportive of it. And so that that has helped me to be able to, again, maintain that mindset, not feel stressed out and really be able to create that balance and honestly give give my all in my nine to five, because I appreciate that they understand that and that they extend that to me. And um, and yeah, it just allows me to have um, just a, a thankfulness that that they're supportive of it. Absolutely. That's that's honestly a beautiful working relationship. Yeah, absolutely. This episode is brought to you by Interact. Remember those BuzzFeed quizzes like, what type of ice cream are you? 
Yeah, Interact is a tool for creating quizzes just like those, except it also acts as a way for your business to generate leads and build that oh-so-important email list. I use it to host my quiz, What's Your Enneagram Leadership Type? With hundreds of ready-made templates and the option to create unlimited quizzes from scratch, you will literally have hundreds of opportunities to attract the right clients, especially new ones. Don't miss out on this beautiful opportunity to grow your business in a fun and unique way. You can sign up for Interact today by heading on over to the show notes and getting a link to create your first quiz for free right now. That's right. I said it is free 99 to create your first quiz. It doesn't get much better than that. I feel like we've kind of built up the anticipation. Like we've mentioned the brand vibe a number of times already, but I feel like the people want to know, like, tell us, oh, tell us more about what your work looks like. What does your passion, the brand vibe look like? Yes. So the brand vibe is a, you guessed it, branding um, company. And I focus on brand strategy, brand coaching, marketing strategy. My heart, though, and the essence of it is I want to be able to equip entrepreneurs, multi-passionate creatives, thought leaders to chase their passions, chase their dreams, build their personal brand platform in a way that allows them to shine as the leaders that they are and to give them a roadmap from A to Z on exactly how to make that happen. In my role in banking, one of the biggest things that I would find with um, small businesses that we would talk to is that they were so um, good at their thing. You know, they're a donut shop. They are a um, online retailer. They are a coaching agency. And so they're great at what they do, but they still need a support team and a system around them to help them be able to um, be great at the things that they're not so good at. And so um, one of the skill sets I've acquired clearly over time is marketing and branding and um, my ability to be able to step in for a season um, with a brand new entrepreneur who's trying to figure out how they can make their wedding planning business go and be successful, but they don't know how to market it or get it out there in the world or where their time and energy is best spent or really how to establish who they are and what they represent. I would be their chief marketing officer. I like to say your CEO, your chief encouragement officer along the road would be able to get you from good to great and to not only build your confidence and mindset, but to actually put together a brand strategy so that the world knows what you offer and that you're attracting all of the people, um, all of your clients that you want to. Um, so essentially, that I mean, that's everything. But in a nutshell, I'm really focusing on your vision and mindset, a solid brand strategy, and then your marketing efforts to make sure that we are communicating that with the world. And um, the way the name, the brand vibe came up, not that you asked, but I'll offer it. <laughs> Tell me. Tell me anyways. <laughs> um, one of the biggest things that I, I really wanted to focus on or what I recognize is so important with any brand is authenticity. If you are not true to who you are, like people can smell the BS miles away, right? Like we see through the marketing copy. We um, can tell if someone's being disingenuous or we can tell if we like someone, we trust them and we want to do business with them. And so I think that so often as leaders, um, we can feel like we have to masks 
our mask our weaknesses and just put our best foot forward, even if we're not 100% confident in that. And, and even sometimes feeling like our best isn't enough and someone thinks I need to be a certain way in order to get noticed, in order to get the promotion, in order to progress. And if we're honest with ourselves, we somewhat shift the type of person we are to try to fit a certain criteria that would get us from point A to point B or get us that next promotion. And I wanted people to be able to feel confident in exactly who they are. You don't have to be an extrovert to be a speaker on a large platform. You can step into your strength as an introvert and the ability that you have to connect with people and to be so personal and to capture an audience just with a quiet, soft voice, like that can be such an amazing strength that you have. So the ability to really allow people to own their vibe, whatever your vibe is, whether it's quiet or loud, whether it's big or small, use that as your platform and basis for the brand that you're building. And that is how you're going to be able to get ahead of anyone else that's out there. So that's the core of where the name came from. Oh my goodness. It's, it's all just so good. Okay. Again, so many thoughts going through my mind. Like you are just preaching to all of us today. So given that we were talking a little bit about like new entrepreneurs, right? Stepping into the space and kind of trying to step into their power. If you were to give everybody just like one, I mean, if you have more than one, feel free to tell us all the goods, but a a tip, kind of a good way to put our first foot forward, where do they even start? Yes, I love that question. So I would say I have a couple tips here. So I'll just start, I'll go through them, but I want to dive into one in particular. The first thing is we talked a lot about mindset and I don't want to gloss over that. My first thing would be to have such a firm resolve in what you want to do and why you want to do it so that when things get hard, when you're trying to juggle a million things, when you feel like you don't have the time in the day, when you try and fail and fall flat on your face, you view that moment as an opportunity to fail forward, to pick yourself back up and to keep moving through. But if you don't have the right mindset and you don't believe that you can actually make it happen, when those moments come and they will come, you're going to end up, it's going to be that much easier for you to fall back into an old pattern of, well, I have a cushy job. I don't really need this per se, or, you know, maybe it wasn't meant to be. I tried it. I failed. Let's just move on. So my biggest thing is get your mind in the right place. And one of the um, best exercises I like for this, and you're familiar with this too, is to dive into your why. Why is this important to you? Why is this something that um, you want to do? And then take it as many layers deep as you possibly can and push yourself to come up with a reason that will allow you to continue pushing forward when life knocks you down, because it's going to happen. It's not a matter of if, it will. But if you can get that right, then every single time you decide to roll up your sleeves and move forward, like you're going to make sure that you continue to take one step forward two steps back, but you're still taking that step forward. And that's the biggest thing. So that's the first thing is get your mind in the right place. But if I go off your question and say, okay, my mind's there, I'm ready to go. Now, how do I actually tactically
practically make this happen? What's step one? Um, For execution, one of the best exercises that has been so helpful for me to this day, I do this all the time and encourage you to start here is brainstorm sessions. So I am huge with post-it notes and pens and papers and planners and all of that. Um, So one of the first things I did was I went out and I bought those giant planners, like those, I'm sorry, post-it pads, those like three foot long sticky note pads and um, put those all over my wall in my house. It was kind of ridiculous. <laughs> you would walk into my house and you would see wallpaper that was filled with giant post-it notes with a ton of brainstorm <laughs> sessions and categories out there. But what that did was it allowed everything that's in my mind which is a lot. (laughs) I think about a lot of stuff. I worry about a lot of stuff. I have a million to-do lists um, that are in my head and that can get cluttered and convoluted. And let me tell you, I'm the biggest person with squirrel syndrome. Like I'll be talking about something and squirrel, okay, moving on to the next Mm -hmm. conversation. (laughs) And so part of that is that everything is in your head and you really only have so much capacity to continue to understand that. And so putting it down on paper in different brainstorming sessions is really helpful, Um, not just to do a brain dump, but also it allows you to be free in expressing anything that could be an actual possibility in your life. Meaning sometimes when we're thinking about something or we feel like we have to fill in, you know, a a specific outline or answer a specific question, we filter out options and opportunities because we're already finding the reasons why that's not going to work. We're already coming up with the logic and rationale why that is impossible, as opposed to just allowing yourself to have this kind of dream brainstorm session where you're not knocking anything down, you're not shooting anything down, you're not bursting your own bubble, you are literally just throwing everything down on paper. You'll figure out down the line as you step back and look at everything, what's possible, what's realistic. But when you allow yourself to do that, I promise you, you will come up with so many more business ideas or um, opportunities for you to step into your worth than you never ever would have been able to do otherwise, simply because you're giving yourself the freedom to dream without knocking yourself down before it even happens. So my next tip would be, once you have this all down, I would um, make sure that you're going and you're actually putting together a plan with dates on it. I love the phrase that says, um, a plan without a date is just a dream. Because if you don't have a date down next to what it is you're trying to accomplish and when you want to accomplish it, it's going to be so easy to not hold yourself accountable to that. And so earlier when I talked about being able to block off time in your day where you're sitting down and you're being tactical and you know tackling everything that you need to do in your business, you want to be able to do that with purpose and intentionality and make the most out of your time. You want to work smarter, not harder, and especially because... Um, you don't have a lot of time in your day, you know, if you're if you're working a nine to five. And so being able to look at your to-do list and look at your plan and then actually put a date down next to it on when you want that to happen. And my best advice for that, I actually have my uh, project management professional certification. And um, one of the biggest points of advice when you're planning out a project in general is you start at the end, you work your way back when it comes to that due date. So it's the idea of reverse engineering. But you do that with your to-do list and, um, and your project plan by 
saying, you know, for example, if you're looking to start a podcast and you want to launch in May of 2020, you would have May of 2020 as your end date. And okay, well, in order to make that happen, I need to have, you know, X amount of interviews done by this date. And in order to do that, I have to start recruiting by this date. And to do that, I have to have a plan in place by this day. And you just work your way right back to the beginning, but you put tactical dates down. So you're holding yourself accountable to actually getting the work done. That is good. Yeah. So good. So I, I actually had a thought because I'm curious when it comes to, so we just spoke about kind of um, reverse engineering your projects or whatever you want to launch, so on and so forth, right? So when it comes to infusing these, like we'll go back with, with the example of a podcast. So when someone comes to you and they want to launch a podcast, not talking about the technical things and all of like, there's a gazillion things to do. I will tell you that firsthand. Um, but when we're talking about infusing their personality, their brand, like whatever their voice and their identity and their space is, what are some of the things they should consider? And I'm talking like, is it everything down to the thumbnail image on iTunes? Like, what are these elements that you should really be focusing on when it comes to infusing your brand? I think the first thing to make sure is set is the foundation of what your brand is. And so often people view a brand as a logo or a color palette or their name or their, you know, their website name, their Instagram handle. And that is absolutely part of it, but that is not your brand in and of itself. Your brand is the essence of your business. It is the personality behind your offers. It's that connection point between you and your client. It's what you want to be known for. It's what you want people to remember you by. And that is so much larger and bigger than colors or logos or just brand identity. That part is important and that comes down the road. But if you don't have a foundation of who you are, who you're serving, what is their biggest problem? How are you solving that? What's your vision and your mission? And how is that infused in everything you do throughout? Then you're going to have a harder road ahead. So the first thing that I would say is make sure your foundations are set and that you have clarity on what you want to represent, what you want to be known for. Um, Jeff Bezos, the founder and CEO of Amazon, has this really great quote that says, your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. <laughs> and that essentially means when you walk away, are people going to say, this is the type of person I want to work with? Gosh, she's so knowledgeable. Um, she's so helpful. She's brought me along the journey. Or are they going to sit there and say, I really like the color she used on her website? <laughs> <laughs> That's not what people do. That's oh my God, you're so right. <laughs> And so if we can just look at our brand as this is me, this is this is the living, breathing story of who I am and how I'm helping people, I need to get that firm. And then that story then gets communicated in everything else you do. That's communicated in how you market on social media, in the content that you're posting, in the images that you're choosing for that thumbnail for the podcast, in the type mm -hmm. of interviews you're doing for the podcast, the guests that are on there. Everything goes back to, does this align with who I am? who I'm serving, and what I want to be known for. When you can establish that, then you have a solid road ahead and everything gets 10 times easier to be able to execute after that. 
I obviously had no idea what your answer to that question was going to be. Can I just say it was pun intended a complete vibe? Okay. You just took us all to church. Look, because and I had to ask it because I know that like I was I was that person in the season of just getting started and trying to hit the ground running and look established and professional. And we all know what it feels like to just like spend hours picking colors. But if someone were to ask me who I serve and why I've chosen to serve that audience, I couldn't have answered it. The first few months, I really started to be quite honest with you. So I am obsessed with everything you just said. People, if you didn't hear that, please rewind it. Go back and take notes, okay? Love it. Love it. But it's true. Like, I have been there, too. I'm not kidding. I, I mentioned some of the things that I have done businesses in the past. And, you know, I had business names. I had logos. I had colors. Mm-hmm. I didn't have substance. I didn't have a brand. I didn't have a foundation of what I wanted to do. And that was a big part of why that never came to life. So it is important for us to get out of the misconception that we need to look like a business as opposed to operating like one and delivering that personal relationship and connection with our clients because that's what they want at the end of the day. Yes. Okay. So in the theme of not just looking like a business, right? So if if we have people listening today, and I know we do, who are just dying to really establish themselves as experts in whatever their industry, whatever their niche is, right? So that they can truly serve their people. How do they go about doing that? What are some of the challenges that they are going to have to overcome to really establish themselves as an expert in their space? Okay. The first thing that you have to do is you have to do an exercise, call this your brain dump, but do an exercise where you're recognizing what your unique contribution is in the world. Meaning find this, people call it your superpower, um, whatever sets you apart. If you're sitting down in an interview with your dream employer and they say, tell me what your biggest strengths are, do you know that off the top of your head? Because if you don't and you're not stepping into that, then it's going to be so much harder to position yourself as an expert because you're not going to know what area you should be an expert in and what's the best way to position that um, particular expertise. So you want to dive into understanding your superpower, your unique value proposition. What is it that you bring to the table and you do bring something amazing like you are uniquely qualified to bring something incredible incredible into this world do you know what that is and have you stepped into that power so that would be the first thing that you do and when you can identify those strengths then you can recognize what um, you're passionate about and what areas you want to utilize those strengths in And when you have your combination there of, gosh, I'm really gifted in public speaking. I know that that's something I can do really well. I'm confident in that. And I know I can make an impact at the same time. I love empowering women entrepreneurs to be able to um, execute their craft, right? How can you combine those two at that point um, to be able to step into something you're amazing at, helping the people that you are passionate about? And the reason that those two exercises are important is because when you can find that overlap, your confidence is going to (laughs) skyrocket. And as a result, you are naturally going to be expressing yourself as the expert that you are in that area because you're in your zone of genius and it's going to be second nature to you. 
It's when you don't understand that overlap and you don't have those two things that you have a sense of doubt on whether you can do it. And then you doubt whether people are going to believe you and you get imposter syndrome and you're not sure if this is possible. Start with the confidence in yourself and then continue to go from there. I am over here nodding my head. Okay. <laughs> I feel I feel like when people hear branding and marketing expert and like all of these things, they and I'll say we because I know that I was definitely guilty of it. It's we almost overcomplicate. And we go to the technical and we skip the foundations that you keep bringing us back to in just the most lovely way. Yes, 100%. And and I'm guilty of it too. Sometimes I'm preaching to the choir here. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I'm I'm literally looking in a mirror and I'm talking to myself often. But these things are so, (laughs) they're so incredibly important to remind ourselves of over and over again. And um, you just know that if your foundations are not set, things it's just going to be a rocky road ahead. But if you can get it right, it will simplify it. And I think a big part of why we don't spend a lot of time on foundations is because it takes time and it's not a tactical to-do list I can check off per se. So we, we jump to the tasks that we can get out of the way quickly and we don't want to spend the time up front to dive into the things that actually will propel you into more efficiency down the road as you tackle the tasks that you need to. So if we allow ourselves to do that, yeah, we just, uh, we really will get ahead, so. Okay, I could honestly, like, I don't even know if on my show I've ever interviewed anybody twice. We could do this again. I love love that. (laughs) Because you are just everything to me right now. Okay. Is there anything that I missed that you really want to tell the Thai pod community that you really wish I would have asked you about? I would love to um, encourage you guys to build a community around you. I loved your um, zombie apocalypse question, whether or not it makes it (laughs) into the podcast. (laughs) But building a community of people around you who are like-minded, who are chasing similar dreams is so incredibly helpful to your progress. Because if you're surrounding yourself by negative Nancys, by the Debbie Downers, by the people who are doubtful, who don't see the world the way that you see it, you're only going to progress so far. You can certainly have that um, that audience so that you can inspire and you can encourage, but you also need to um, make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people who are honestly like excelling in ways that you aren't and can complement the skill sets you have and can encourage you along the journey and pick you up sometimes when you fall down and help you to keep moving forward. This is not entrepreneurship is not a solo journey. And just because you're a solopreneur or just because you're starting this business on your own or you feel like you're the only one doing your Etsy shop, it doesn't mean that you are alone. And there are people out there that don't have a heart of competition, but have a heart of community and want to be able to build those relationships and lift each other up. I think if we can build a community of women entrepreneurs that are changing the world It would be an amazing impact. And there are people out there like it. Find them, make them your friends, connect with them, add value to their life. They'll add value to your life. And you guys will help each other along the way to build this together. My friends, she is telling y'all absolutely nothing but the honest to God truth right there. Like (laughs) uh, everything. Okay. We're dying to know what's going on with the brand vibe. How can we connect? How can we work with you? Like tell us all the things, where to find you, everything. We need to know it all. 
Yes, I'm so excited about this journey. So you guys know, I just started and launched this business just a few, I mean, honestly, just a month ago, a few months ago by the time you hear this. And here's the biggest thing along the way is give yourself the, the time to build um, build momentum and build a community around you and keep pushing forward. I think that I have interacted with um, a lot of people who are in the middle of their journey. And one of the biggest quotes that I remind myself of, almost my daily mantra is, I'm not comparing myself to people who are in the middle of my journey, right? I can't compare my start and my beginning to their middle. It's very different. But I don't always often hear from people who are in the beginning of their journey because I think we are sometimes a little bit more quiet and don't feel like we have enough of a of credibility or enough to say in that stage until we can quote unquote prove our effectiveness. And I think that's just baloney. I think that if you're stepping into this, then you have value to add. You're passionate about something. You can bless someone's life. You can encourage someone along the way. And so be loud and proud through that. And if you're hearing crickets for a season, that's okay. Just keep it going. It's important to continue to have consistency. And that is going to um, really be able to build you up as the expert that you are. Um, so that being said, you guys can reach out to me um, at the brand vibe on Instagram, on Facebook, on my website. I would love to connect with you. Um, with my organization, with my company, we offer, I say we, I got to get used to saying I. <laughs> I offer one-on-one. Uh, one coaching where we'll walk through brand strategy and mindset, implementation, accountability to be able to get your brand from point A to point B. No one coaching plan looks the same because where you are in your journey is very different from where someone else is. Um, I also offer marketing strategy and freelance services. And I just finished my uh, first group coaching workshop, which was amazing. So I'm really looking forward to launching more group coaching workshops in 2020. So um, be on the lookout for that and continue to connect with me um, at The Brand Vibe. And uh, we'll make sure we stay friends and stay connected. Thank you so much for just giving us all of your ample wisdom. Honestly, this is one of the best episodes. It makes me so happy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm blushing over here. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so honored to be on your podcast. You're doing amazing things. And like everything I'm saying, you have built a community of women and leaders around you. And it's just my honor to be on your show, Tiana. Thank you so much.